0: Hello, this is Bill Kemp, substituting for Herb Oscar Anderson, and uh, I welcome you to the program that asks the question, is there a doctor in the house? Live from the American Radio Theater in New York City, the American Broadcasting Network presents the Bill Kemp Show, featuring Betty Holt, Peter Hanley, the noteworthies, and the music of Neil Hefty and his orchestra. I'm George Ansbro, and now here's our Bill, Bill Kemp! Thank you very much, and good evening. Uh, Before going any further, I would like to convey my thanks very sincerely to Herb Oscar Anderson, who substituted for me last week when the Asian flu bug took a bite at me. Uh, Herb did this, by the way, on approximately one hour's notice, and I do appreciate it tremendously. Uh, Quite honestly, I don't think I'm over the flu yet. I may sound that way, too. And, uh, well, the doctors, they say I am simply because this morning I tried to blow the foam off my medicine. uh, I don't agree with them. However, it did occur to me that it might be worthwhile for me to return to this theater where I've done so many broadcasts because it, uh, well, it seems illogical to me that any germ could live in this atmosphere, you see? And, uh, oh, this doctor of mine, he said that exercise is the best way to get rid of a germ. Well, how are you going to get a germ to exercise? You, know, you can't, you can't do it. Plus which, I don't have too much faith in my doctor, quite honestly. I mean, he's been practicing for 20 years now, and he still hasn't made enough to buy a license. In addition, he hasn't been able to afford the proper equipment with which to sterilize his instruments, so once a week he takes them to the YMCA steam room. I mean, it makes you wonder, a guy like that. Friends, one of the members of our stellar cast is a young man who has a record going for him right now on the Jubilee label. Not only is he featured vocally on the number, but he wrote the tune. The title of the number is The Rock and Roll Polka. The young man's name is Peter Hanley, and I think if we gave him a warm welcome, he might do that number for us.
1: On Wednesday, October 9th, 1957, at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, The Bill Kemp Show took to the air over ABC. Bill Kemp was born on July 10th, 1921, in Toronto, Canada. An up-and-coming performer in the 1950s, his daily radio show ran weeknights at 8 p.m. His show was the final in a 12-hour daily live broadcast project by ABC called The Live and Lively Radio Network. ABC's intention was to raise ratings by going back to live broadcasts in the era of taped shows. Interestingly, it was ABC that helped launch the non-mutual broadcasting transcribed primetime era with Bing Crosby's Philco Radio Time in 1946. Kemp's show featured an orchestra, vocalist, and guest stars, like Jonathan Winters. Kemp's announcer, George Ansbro, remembered that Kemp once went laugh-for-laugh laugh with Winters after a particularly successful broadcast, and continued the antics all the way to a nearby steakhouse. Unfortunately, Kemp also developed a debilitating drinking problem. Merv Griffin and Jim Backus were called on several occasions to cover for Kemp during absences for personal reasons.
0: nice, Pete. Now, uh, I was telling something to the audience a moment ago, a theater audience, that uh, the one thing that bothers me about this sort of the after effects of the Asian flu is the fact that at any moment I'm liable to start coughing. It's, uh, I suppose, part mental, but still a hangover from the flu. And I got kind of worried. However, I ran into a friend of mine outside the theater just before starting the show. A guy who has a program each Saturday morning on the ABN network. Tremendous disc jockey, a wonderful fellow. And he said, well, I'll stand by for you, Bill. You know, if you feel you're going to cough or something, why, call me in. He's been standing in the wings, bless his soul. Friends, I'd like you to meet Johnny Pearson. Johnny? (laughs) You know, actually, it's a big pleasure and a big thrill for me, Bill, to come out here and uh, be able to see all the fine folks that you have. We don't have a live audience, you know, at our show. No, that's true. We have it in the big studio. And uh, to get to see the all the folks, it, it, I brought along a few autographed pictures. Not many, You did. but uh, could you make the announcement? Well, I'm still trying to get rid of mine. I, mean, I, <laughs> be, I might also add there are times when we don't have a live audience either, uh, Johnny. So <laughs> don't let that worry you, boy. Uh, I would mind, like to... Never mind. <laughs> don't try to assassinate me before I'm underway. I'd also like to say that, uh, gee, I, I can remember, and I think it's wonderful speaking of it being a thrill to me, I used to dance to your son's music just... A lot of time. Hal Kemp, yes, yeah. my son. <laughs> well, Johnny, after all, I think I'll make it tonight. I don't think I'll need you. <laughs> well, I'll stand by over here with the cough drops. Don't stand by. I'll call. tell you what you do. Do you know the uh, the next number? Do you have an idea what it I is? Do sing a bit, yes. No, I don't know oh. that you have to sing. <laughs> oh, this kid, he's too much. I knew I shouldn't have gotten out of bed. I should have phoned the show in. All right, I tell you, what. you know who's going to sing the next number? Not for sure, Tony. You You're not true. for sure. No, it's a very pretty girl. My goodness, Betty Holt? Of course. Good. And, and halfway... Can you the out uh, yeah, There she is. I <laughs> <laughs> a matter of fact, she's singing a very uh, delightful thing, sort of a musical suggestion, and I advise you all to take it. It's called Love Me to Pieces. Guy ahead, Beth.
1: One week after this broadcast on Wednesday, October 16th, Queen Elizabeth II departed from Ottawa and arrived in Williamsburg, Virginia. The next day, she was in Washington, D.C., while at the White House... Prince Philip received the gold medal of the National Geographic Society. On October 18th, two U.S. Navy balloonists flew to an altitude of 16 miles, landing near Hermansville, Michigan. On October 19th, the Queen and Prince Philip attended an American football game in College Park, Maryland, and then visited a supermarket in West Hyattsville. The same day, a beauty pageant winner was killed en route to her coronation in a helicopter crash in Farmingdale, New York. A Montreal Canadian star Maurice the Rocket Richard became the first player in National Hockey League history to score 500 career goals.
0: Thank you very much, Betty. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a number of very distinguished guests in our uh, theater audience tonight, including Mr., uh, Mr. Marlon Howard, the celebrated author whose latest book, I Was a Girl Scout for the Boy Scouts, is a big seller. Uh, we also have with us Mr. Bartley Rasmus, the... Well known health and diet lecturer and author of the exciting new book, Eat and Grow Fat. He's sitting in our first row. As a matter of fact, he is our first row. And uh, let's see who else we have with us. We have Mr. Ramsey Brown, who sells round pool tables to lighthouse keepers. And who else do we have? And from overseas, we have Mr. Kenneth Franklin. He's from South Africa, who is visiting the United States for two years as a guerrilla exchange student. And of course, I mustn't forget the famous motion picture actor. Touch bottom, he's with us tonight. As you know, the star of the new, upcoming, and very exciting movie, The Bowery Boys Meet Moby Dick.